There are a lot of reasons why you're not booking. Here's six. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The Voice Sam Player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoicesam and receive three months of Voice Sam for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoicesam. The Veopreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original everyday Veopreneur. Hello and welcome once again to another episode of the Everyday Veopreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode, and thank you as always for listening and leaving reviews wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. You can find the Everyday Veopreneur Podcast on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. And of course, you can listen anytime at veopreneur.com. I'm Mark Scott, and this week we are going to be talking about six reasons you didn't land the audition. It's something that I get asked about a lot through private messages and email. It's something that comes up a lot in the Veopreneur group as well. And so based on my years of experience, and both as a voice actor and as someone who has done casting in the past and continues to do casting every once in a while, I'm going to give you six of the most common reasons why you might not be landing the auditions. So let's dive into it. The first one is absolutely my biggest pet peeve when I am working as the casting guy. So I have a lot of clients who do a lot of voiceover work, and I am not the right guy for every one of them. And I am not afraid to make referrals. And all of my clients know that. So if they are looking for a different kind of male voice, if they're looking for a female, if they're looking for another language that I don't speak, I am always happy to connect them to the talent who can get the job done for them. I let all of my clients know that I keep a database of voice actors on hand, and I have a long list of voice actors in my CRM. They're in my Nimble database, all tagged and organized based on the genres they do, the accents they do, the languages they speak, all of that sort of stuff. And so because of that, I have the opportunity to do casting from time to time. In fact, I recently did a casting, uh, two different castings, and, and one went much better than the other. And that's part of what made me think to do this episode. So number one on the list of reasons why you didn't land the audition is because you didn't follow simple directions. This absolutely makes me insane. If I am looking for a female voice and you are a male and you submit, that's a problem. If I am looking for a male voice and you are a female and you submit, that's a problem. If I say that I am looking for a middle-aged voice and you send me your teenager's demo, that's a problem. If I say that I'm looking for somebody who sounds like Sam Elliott, and you sound like Gilbert Gottfried, that's a problem. And I know these sound like extreme, ridiculous examples, 
The fact of the matter is, I have had all of these different types of things happen. I have put out castings for Spanish females and received English male demos. I have put out castings for Spanish males and received English female demos. All of these crazy things happen because people don't pay attention to the details. They see, oh, audition, I got to get in on that. And they run into their studios and they immediately start recording and they've never even looked at the audition or the specs or anything. And then they fire it off and they think, ah, I did an audition. Another chance to book a voiceover. No. No, that's not how it works. This happens more often than you think. In fact, it happens a disgusting amount of time. And it shouldn't because we call ourselves professionals. But apparently we can't follow simple directions. And then there's other things beyond just the the specs of the voice, like file formats. You know, if the client asks you for the audition to be formatted in a specific way, they want a, an AIF file and you send them an MP3. All of these different little things. Labeling. They want the audition labeled in a specific way. Maybe they want your name followed by the project title and you don't label it that way. Slating. Maybe they said to slate and slate a specific way, but you slate it in your own way. Or maybe they specifically said do not slate and you did slate. All of these things happen every single time that I do a casting. One particular casting that I did, I probably collected close to 40 auditions. And about 30 of them had some form of a mistake based on not following the very specific directions that I had outlined in the email. If I ask you for an e-learning demo, don't send me your commercial demo. If I ask you for an e-learning demo and you don't have one, don't send me a commercial demo and tell me I don't have an e-learning demo. Just skip it. Skip it. If I ask you for an MP3 demo and you send me a link to your website or your voice sampler, you just failed the test. Now, I can't speak to other casting directors, although it is a conversation that I would like to have and maybe it's an idea for a future episode, but I will tell you this. If I give you very specific details for an audition and you don't follow them, I don't even listen to your audition. It immediately goes into my trash bin. And here's why. If I can't trust you to follow very specific and very simple directions that I'm giving you in an email, why in the world would I trust you to work with one of my clients? Remember, I'm making the referral. So I'm involved in this too. If I make a referral and the voice actor that I send to my client is bad, that reflects poorly on me as well. So if you can't follow simple directions, I'm throwing your audition out. I don't care how good it is. You know, one of the arguments that I get to this, and I get pushback on this all the time, is, well, you know what? Half the time, the client doesn't even know what they want, and so I'm going to submit anyway because they don't actually know what they want. Let me tell you something, my friend. If I tell you that I am looking for a Spanish-speaking male who has a deep range, rest assured, I am not looking for an English-speaking female who sounds like a Care Bear. Just the way it is. If I have given very specific outlines as far as male or female, uh, English or Spanish or French or German, if I've said that I want a deep voice or if I want a high-pitched voice, if I've said I want middle-aged or I want senior, 
Whatever it is, if I've laid that all out in the audition, rest assured, I have a general idea of what I'm looking for. And that doesn't mean that you should just submit anyway. If you are not booking, one of the reasons might be that you are not following very simple directions. There's a reason why voice buyers post all of these details in their jobs, in their castings, whether it's on a casting site or if you're on a production company roster and you're receiving auditions directly, and especially if you're getting them through your agent. Read every detail. It's not complicated, but for as often as it gets screwed up, you'd think that it is. And I've talked to a lot of other voice actors who have done casting who have said the same thing. Follow the simple directions. And that is number one on the list. Number two on the list of six reasons why you didn't land the audition, your audio is bad. This was another big wake-up call for me when I started doing casting. I could not believe how awful the quality of some of the audio was that I was getting from people who were supposed to be professional voice actors. Either they weren't edited well, they were full of mouth clicks, there was room noise, just the tone of it sounded bad, there was echo, you know, it sounded like they were recording in the bathroom. It's amazing how bad the quality of some people's audio is, and sometimes they don't even realize it. Look, we're not all audio engineers. I was not an audio engineer. But let me ask you another question. What are you selling? At the end of the day, what are you selling? You're selling your sound. And it needs to be right. If you've never had a professional assess your sound, it's time to get that done. ASAP. And don't tell me that you can't afford it. Because I'm going to tell you that you can't afford to not. And if you insist that you can't afford it, then I'm going to insist that you are not ready to operate a voiceover business. Bad sound is costing you money. Period. Get it fixed. There are so many people out there that can help you with this that there is no excuse for you as a voice actor operating a professional business to have bad sound. And if you are not sure if your sound is where it needs to be, that's even more reason to have somebody who is a professional assess it. And I'm not talking about sending it to one of your buddies. I'm talking about having somebody legitimate assess your sound. Somebody like an Uncle Roy, a George Whittem, a Tim Tippett's, Somebody who can listen to it and give you a professional engineering ear and tell you what's right and what is wrong. Have them listen to your raw audio and tell you if you need to make adjustments in your booth, in your equipment, how you approach the mic, etc. So when I set up my last studio, when I lived in my apartment, I sent Uncle Roy some of my raw audio and he made suggestions just by listening to my sound. He could tell where my panels were placed in my room. I didn't tell him. He didn't see pictures. Just from listening to it, he could tell that I didn't have my panels in the right place. So I moved a couple of panels around. Boom. Fixed. Super easy. Have somebody teach you how to edit. Hire a professional who's going to help you to learn Adobe or Audacity or Twisted Wave or Pro Tools or whatever software that you're using. Make sure that you know how to use it the right way. Again, I hired Uncle Roy to go through some stuff with me in Adobe Audition. The day that I was introduced to Spectral View and Auto Heal was the day that my life and business changed. Get to know how to use this stuff. This is part of your job. This is part of selling 
your sound. Hire someone to set up your software to your space, your equipment, and your voice. Again, this is something else that I did. When I moved into my new studio, the one that I'm in now, I sent Uncle Roy raw audio, and he set up some processing for me in Adobe Audition that was customized to my sound, my microphone, my voice, so that my audio is going out sounding as good as possible. There are places in your voiceover business where you can go cheap. There are certainly expenses that you can postpone, but getting your sound right is not one of those places. Getting your sound right is one of the most important things that you are going to do for yourself and your business. And again, if you are not sure whether or not your sound is on point, it's time to have somebody listen to it for you. Somebody like Uncle Roy, George, Dan Leonard, Tim Tippett's. Get it done right. This is your business. Your business relies on it. One other thing I want to mention too, stop auditioning on your phone. I, I don't know where this idea came from, but one of the things that you have to understand is that your audition should really be a reflection of your finished audio. Now, everybody's going to have an argument for this. Everybody's going to have a pushback for this. There are certain circumstances. I was at the grocery store. My agent said, blah, 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 blah. Fine. Maybe one in a million auditions need to be recorded that way. But for the most part, your auditions should be a reflection of your finished audio. And if your auditions sound bad, if you're not finishing up your auditions, editing them, cleaning them up, that could go a long way to explaining why you're not booking because your sound is bad and that is going to turn people off. Now, I would not be a good coach and a good resource to the community if I wasn't able to do something to help you with all of this. So I did have a conversation with Uncle Roy because Uncle Roy, Roy Yokelson, for those maybe not familiar with Uncle Roy, Antland Productions, he is my tech guru. He helped me get my space set up when I lived in my apartment. He helped me through the Wovo uh, studio approval process. I consulted him before I built the studio that I am in right now. We talked about equipment and design and all those sorts of things. He helped, my, helped me get my audio set up when I got moved into my new studio. I booked an Adobe session with him. He set up shortcuts and set up processing and all of that sort of stuff. He's always been my tech guru. He's the reason why my sound is always on point because I wasn't able to do it myself. So I reached out to Uncle Roy and I said, would you be willing to do an offer for people who listen to the podcast? And this is what Uncle Roy is going to offer. You can book a one-hour session with him and save $25 off, or you can book a two-hour life-changing Adobe Audition or Audacity setup and training and save $35 off the price of that. That two-hour session is the one that I did. That's where I learned about Spectral View. That's where I learned about Auto Heal. That's where he helped me set up customized settings for my voice and my space, my studio, so that my audio was always going to sound great. He set up custom shortcuts for me in Adobe Audition so that I'm literally, I just have to press uh, 8K X and done. My, my audio is ready to, to go out the door aside from the little bit of editing that I need to do. So $25 off a one-hour session or $35 off of a two-hour life-changing Adobe Audition or Audacity setup. This is the offer from Uncle Roy. It is good through August 31st, 2019. 
You can reach out to him on Facebook. You can reach out to him at antlandproductions.com. And all you have to do is mention that you heard this offer on Everyday Vopreneur episode 24. That's it. In your email or in your Facebook message, I heard about this offer on Everyday Vopreneur episode 24. And you're going to save $25 off a one-hour session or $35 off of the two-hour Adobe or Audacity session. And between you and me, that's the one I recommend. That's the one that I did. That's the one that made the biggest difference in my business. So again, mention Everyday Vopreneur episode 24 to claim the offer. You can reach out to Uncle Roy, Roy Okelson on Facebook or through his website at antlandproductions.com. And that offer is good until August 31st of 2019. Now, you just have to book it by August 31st, 2019. Take advantage of it. You won't regret it. Moving on, we're up to number three on the list of reasons why you didn't land the audition. Number three is you're auditioning for everything. And this is a big mistake that I made in the beginning. One of the lessons that you do need to learn early is that you are not the right fit for every genre and every project. And working with a good coach is going to help you learn to be more selective about the jobs that you actually submit for. So in doing coaching, maybe the person that you're working with is going to tell you, you know what, I think your voice is really suited for X. And maybe that's explainer videos or maybe that's commercials or something. And it doesn't mean that you're not ultimately going to be able to get into other genres, but sometimes it's easier to just kind of pick one, focus on it, master it, and then move on to the next. So when you sign up for casting sites in particular, you want to seize every opportunity. You paid your $400, right? Every audition that comes across your screen, you, you just want to get in and do it. But let me tell you something. You can literally burn yourself out on audition overload, and it can actually become an unhealthy addiction. I know this because I lived it. In the beginning, in the glory days of online casting, as I always refer to it, which is like, I was doing it like, say, 2008, 9, 10, 11, kind of in that range there, the glory days of online casting. Um, I was on several different sites. I was auditioning for everything to the point that I was afraid to go to the grocery store. Like if I went across town to get milk and three auditions would come in while I was across town getting milk, I would feel sick to my stomach because I just missed out on all three of those auditions and it would it would upset me. So I would get to the point where I didn't even want to leave the house. Like I would sit at home in front of my computer from like 7 a.m. until 11 p.m. at night so that I could audition for everything the second that it came in. It really did become an unhealthy addiction for me. And that was one of the reasons why I made the decision that I needed to get rid of casting sites. The whole reason why I wanted to do voiceover and entrepreneurship in the first place was so that I could have freedom and flexibility and control over my time. And I didn't have that anymore. I was allowing the the casting sites and this pay-to-play mentality to literally take over my life. And so you do have to be very careful that you don't burn yourself out on audition overload and that it doesn't become an unhealthy addiction. And one of the ways to do that is by tweaking the settings in your profile so that you're only seeing the type of projects that you are truly suited for. You're going to audition less, but you're much more likely to increase your conversion rate because you're being strategic about the auditions that you are submitting. And then as a bonus, the time that you are now saving, because you're not auditioning for everything, is time that can be invested back into your own business in more productive ways, like doing your own marketing. So for everybody who says they don't have time to do their own marketing, 
because they're sitting in front of the computer auditioning all day on casting sites, audition less, audition strategically, and use the time that you are freeing up to go out and do your own marketing. Auditioning for everything is not the answer. A good coach is going to guide you for sure. The world of voiceover is an evolving world. It's changing all of the time. And the way that you used to get jobs is not necessarily the way that you get jobs today. And the things that worked a few years ago, not necessarily the things that work today. Finding work is different. You know, when I first started full-time, it was all about casting sites. And you could build a full-time sustainable business off of a casting site. It's not that way anymore. Once upon a time, it used to be that in order to build a full-time business, you needed an agent and you did it all through an agent. And again, it's not that way anymore. If you are going to succeed in the voiceover marketplace in 2019 and beyond, you're going to have to learn a different way. And that means that you are going to have to learn how to become a VOpreneur and you are going to have to learn how to do your own marketing. It's more important than ever for voice actors to understand how marketing works and how to implement those marketing strategies into their voiceover business. The Voiceover Marketing Playbook is my flagship marketing course. It is everything that I have learned about marketing from the foundational principles of marketing right through to specific strategies for using email, social media sites like LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Everything that you need to know about marketing your voiceover business is in the voiceover marketing playbook. It's everything that I've learned condensed down into a five-hour video course. Watch it, take notes, implement, and I promise you are going to see growth in your business. The voiceover marketing playbook is only available a few times a year, and enrollment is going to open up again on September the 10th. It will be available from September 10th through September 19th, 2019. And that is the final time that the playbook is going to be available this year. So watch for it. Stay tuned for details. Check out voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. If you need to ramp up your marketing efforts, this is the course that is going to help you do it. Again, details at voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. Playbook is going to be available from September 10th through 19th, 2019. And this will be the final time that you can get it this year. Now, back to our show. Now, tip number four kind of goes hand in hand with tip number three. Tip number four is that you don't have the right demos. Buyers want proof that you can deliver. And sometimes a single audition isn't enough. So in today's marketplace, some form of proof of skill can go a really long way. And the most obvious is in the form of demos. Other forms of proof could be testimonials or having agents listed on your website. All of these things go to establishing credibility, which is going to make buyers more comfortable if they're trying to hire you directly. So something to think about. If you're marketing to e-learning companies, but you only have a commercial demo, it's not going to book you anything. They're two totally different genres. They're two totally different types of reads. And it could go a long way to explaining why your marketing efforts are failing. So a lot of people go to uh, demo production and walk away with just a commercial demo. And then they start marketing that commercial demo to every genre of voiceover work. And that commercial demo is the only demo that they have on their casting site profile. And that is not providing the clients, the buyers, with proof that you have the ability to deliver in this format. So 
you're auditioning for jobs on casting sites, but you don't have demos in your profile to back up the experience and or skill in those genres, it's why people are passing you over. Submitting animation auditions all day long on 123 without having an animation demo, it's not the best strategy for booking. It's not going to lead you to success. Now, I touched on this in the last one. Pick one genre. Get trained. Get a demo. And then focus your efforts on that genre. Focus your marketing efforts on that particular genre. Focus your casting site efforts on that particular genre. Start booking in that particular genre. Building up a little bit of a client base for yourself so that you're creating some repeat work opportunities for yourself in that genre. And then you're going to invest the profits into a second genre and build your business from there. Ultimately, into a third, into a fourth, you know, because not everybody has the ability to go out and get all of their demos at the same time. Not everybody has 10 grand to go out and buy a bunch of demos. So you pick the one that you are most likely to book in. And that may not be commercial, by the way. I know that this is an unpopular opinion among certain coaches and demo producers and agents, but a commercial demo doesn't have to come first. In fact, I don't think a commercial demo should come first at all if that's not the genre that you are most suited for, if that's not the genre that you're most interested in, if that is not the genre that you are most likely to be booking in, why in the world would you do the commercial demo first? Pick one, get trained, get a demo, focus on that one. It's going to make your life so much easier because you're not pulling yourself in 14 different directions. And then invest, build up to the second, build up to the third, go from there. And that's also going to help you to narrow your focus because that means when you go on your casting sites, you're going to have your specs on your site dialed in a lot differently. You're not going to have the ability to see all of the auditions because you're only going to see the auditions for the particular genres that you want to work in and that you have demos for. That's going to make your life so much easier. Number five on the list, you're not paying attention to the details. So when you are doing casting side auditions, for example, do you have a generic proposal that you work off of? The same generic message for every single job this could be one of the reasons why you are not booking. You got to start paying attention to the details. Does the job state that they need Source Connect? Tell them you have it. Does the job state they need it delivered on a specific date? Let them know you're available. Does the job say that they're in a hurry? Tell them you can deliver in a few hours. It's not uncommon for clients to give you the clues of exactly what they want to hear. They outline it in the job specs, they outline it in the project details. And if you're taking the time to read this stuff, read it thoroughly, and then customizing your messages accordingly, it can give you a leg up on competition. Take the time to read, find the clues, and use them as touch points in your audition proposal. Speak to the specific things that they are outlining. Delivery. Format record dates, locations. Sometimes they'll ask about your studio. Whatever it is, if they say that they're looking for Sam Elliott and you have a history of booking jobs based on those specs, mention it. Maybe link them to a YouTube video or something. Pay attention to all of the details. Don't just be sending out generic messages for everything. 
Number six on the list of reasons why you didn't land the audition. This is the final one. You aren't properly trained. Now, contrary to some popular belief and the lies that are fed to beginners from certain predatory coaches, voice acting is not easy. And it's not just reading. It's actually acting. That's why it's called voice acting. If you've submitted hundreds of auditions on casting sites or otherwise and you haven't booked yet, the problem might be your delivery. Quite frankly, it might stink. Harsh, but hey, what do I always tell you? A good coach is going to tell you what you need to hear, not necessarily what you want to hear. Until you have done some coaching with legitimate coaches, you are not ready to be doing auditioning. All you're doing is wasting your time and wasting the buyer's time, not to mention wasting the 400 plus that you dropped on the casting site membership. And here's another one of my pet peeves. Well, Mark, I'm just using them as practice. Think about what you just said. And and don't think about it specifically from your standpoint. So first of all, what you're telling me is that you just invested $400 in a casting site in order to practice. Here's a newsflash for you. You can find scripts online and practice for free. Second of all, you are using actual projects from actual paying customers to practice. How do you think that makes them feel? If you put yourself in the buyer's seat, you post a job on a casting site, and you got a whole bunch of people that submit who are just practicing, and now you've wasted all of your time having to sit and listen to all of these practice auditions, would you be pissed? I would be. Casting sites and auditions on actual projects are not the place to practice. Practice happens with your coaches. Practice happens in workout groups. Practice happens in meetups. Practice happens when you're sitting on the john and you're reading the newspaper out loud to yourself. Practice happens when you're sitting in the doctor's office and you're reading the Reader's Digest. That is when you practice. You don't practice on actual paid jobs. Because let me tell you something, every single one of those practices that you submit that's bad, you are getting flagged going forward by these production houses and these buyers. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. And if your first impression is practice, you made a bad one. Auditions are not the place to practice. You need to be properly trained. And before the words even come out of your mouth, I can't afford coaching, I'll say it again. If you can't afford coaching, you are not ready to start your business. Bottom line. Maybe it's harsh. Maybe it's not fair. Maybe that upsets you. I'm doing you a favor. I'm doing you a favor because you're not ready. And I don't want you to waste your time on an effort that is not going to produce a return. If you can't afford $150 or $200 to do a session with a coach, you're not ready to start a voiceover business. Just like if you can't afford to hire somebody to help you get your audio dialed in, you are not ready to start a voiceover business. Six reasons why you didn't land the audition. Number one, you're not following the directions. Read the specs and follow the directions. Only submit for the jobs that you are absolutely right for according to the specs. Pay attention to what they are asking for, slate, no slate, how they want it labeled, 
whether they want a wave or an MP3, whether they want a link to your website or they want an attachment, whether they're looking for male or female or Spanish or English or German, pay attention and follow the directions. Number two on the list, your audio is bad. You are selling your sound. There is absolutely no excuse for your audio to be bad. If you've never had it assessed, and if you don't know for sure whether or not it is bad, it's time to get it checked. Take advantage of that offer from Uncle Roy. Again, you're going to save $25 off of one hour, or you're going to save $35 off the two-hour life-changing Adobe Audition or Audacity setup and training. That's the one you want to get. That's the one that I bought. Contact Uncle Roy, Roy Okelson, either through Facebook or through his website at antlandproductions.com. Mention Everyday Vopreneur episode 24, and you're going to be able to claim that offer, but you've got to get it booked by August 31st. Not necessarily have to have the session by then, but you have to book it by August 31st in order to claim that offer. Number three on the list, you're auditioning for everything. Be very critical of what you have the ability to do and what you have the demos for and set your casting site profile specs so that you are only seeing the appropriate auditions. I knew that I wasn't an animation guy, so I didn't even have animation turned on when I was on casting sites. I wasn't going to do it. I'm not an audiobook guy and I'm never going to be an audiobook guy. So I didn't have audiobook auditions turned on when I was using casting sites. Limit the auditions that you are seeing so that you are auditioning less, but you are auditioning more strategically and take the time that you save and invest it into more productive pursuits like your own marketing. Next up on the list, you don't have the demos. Quite frankly, you aren't ready to work in certain genres if you don't have the demos to back them up. You're not paying attention to the details. Listen to what the buyers are saying in their audition specs and address those things. Let them know if you've got Source Connect if they ask for it. Let them know if you're available to record on a specific date if they ask for it. Let them know you can deliver this afternoon if they say that they're if they specifically say that they are in a hurry. Pay attention to those small details and write your casting site proposals accordingly. And finally, you aren't trained properly. This isn't just reading. You can't just set up a microphone, sign up for a casting site, and start booking. You've got to be doing your coaching. And remember that auditions are not the place to practice. Sort out these things, and I really do think that you're going to see an uptick in your conversion rate. I really, really do. And if you haven't done coaching, if you haven't had your audio assessed, if you don't have the demos, it's time to sort that stuff out and get those things taken care of. Don't waste your money, don't waste your time, and don't waste buyer's time until you know that you are ready. Guys, thanks so much for checking out another episode of the podcast. I really, truly do appreciate it. And I thank you for sharing it as well. Please post it on Twitter, post it on Facebook, link directly to the podcast. You can do that through vopreneur.com. And of course, you can subscribe and leave reviews and share iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, everywhere that fine podcasts are given away for free. Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. 
When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The VoiceSam player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoicesam and receive three months of VoiceSam for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoicesam. And scene. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more VOPreneur goodness? Jump online at VOPreneur.com.